One of those stories I mentioned, British Gas, front page of the Times today, they've now suspended force-fitting prepayment meters, totally legally, uh, with a warrant from the court. Uh, but this is after an expose showing debt collectors breaking into the homes of vulnerable customers, uh, people with you know young children, uh, disabled church children, um, uh, vulnerable elderly people and the like. Um, so I want to know what is your reaction? You think it's right they're suspended? Well, there's an argument, well, you still have to pay your bills. If uh, these people don't pay their bills, well, your bills will go up, won't they? Should it be subsidised? What should be done? I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of this, whatever you have to say, especially if you're someone who's had a prepayment meter fitted. Um, text the word TALK in your message to 8722, or you can tweet me at Talk TV as well. Thank you very much indeed for those messages in advance. At seven minutes past seven, let's uh, talk to Michael Jacobs now. Uh, he's a professor of political economy at the University of Sheffield. He's also a former advisor to Gordon Brown when he was Chancellor and when he was Prime Minister. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Um, lots to talk about this morning. Just to talk general political picture, all these ranges of strikes. Yesterday, a massive big strike day. Um, mortgage rates likely to go up today. Interest rates going up uh, for the tenth month in a row. We're told that water bills are going to be rising by about thirty-one quid on average per person per year. Uh, we've got British Gas and these prepayment meters. I mean, there is no good news. Uh, yesterday, at Prime Minister's questions, Rishi Sunak facing a lot of questions about Dominic Raab, uh, these bullying allegations, his Deputy Prime Minister, many people thinking he, he'll be the next Cabinet Minister to have to leave office. Um, th th I mean, there's no good news for Rishi Sunak on his 100th day in office, is there? Um, how do you think, bearing in mind you have a, obviously a, a Labour hat on, but how do you think he's doing? Well, I don't think I need my Labour hat on to say that he's not doing very well. <laughs> Um, he came in with difficult circumstances. He obviously had to clean up the mess of the Liz Truss quasi quarting mini budget and the economic reaction which followed, which um, put interest rates up uh, a lot. Um, and he's seen his primary job, along with Jeremy Hunt, as to stabilise the public finances. Um, he's done that uh, up to a point, um, but only uh, with higher mortgage rates than there would have been otherwise. So many people are now paying much more on their mortgage. Um, and uh, this is going to be a continuing sore for him because the system we have of people going on fixed mortgages and then coming off them and having to go on to a new rate yeah. is one where literally tens of thousands of people, in some cases, in some cases, I think hundreds of thousands of people every month experience that sharp rise in mortgage rates, which comes as a, as a real pain, like several hundred pounds a month. And, more. and people, I often hear people say, well, you know, everyone knows the mortgages can go up. People shouldn't take on a mortgage if they didn't, they didn't know, understand it. I always think that's very unfair because actually when mortgage rates and interest rates have been so low for so long um, and, and most people are not au fait with, you know, the, the, the markets and how they change. Uh, but also, you know, a lot of what's happening wasn't predicted uh, by even the experts, to be honest with you. And also people are sitting there with a rental cost every month that's higher than the mortgage payments they would make. And you're going to have an asset at the end of it. Being a homeowner, everyone's told, go be a homeowner. That's the sensible thing to do. People thought they were doing the right thing. They may have scrimped and saved for years to get the deposit, to get that. And now they're in a situation saying, my house value's gone down. Uh, as is uh, as we, we're seeing right now, a mortgage to the hill, I can barely afford to pay it. Um, things are going to start going horribly wrong. When we start seeing people losing their homes, that's going to make things a lot worse, isn't it? Uh, I think that's completely right. And that means that this is a 
uh, a real problem for Rishi Sunak and the Conservatives as they approach the next election, almost certainly next year, because there'll be these streams of people who are suddenly experiencing this much higher cost of living, even though inflation will come down. Um, you know, that is now predicted that by the end of the, uh, the year, inflation will be much lower. But we've also got to remember that food prices are still very high and they are not likely to come down. So many people um, who, particularly on those on lower incomes, for whom food is a big part of their bills, along with their energy bills, they will still be experiencing very high yeah. prices. And of course, remember that inflation is the change in the price level. It isn't the price level. So all these prices that we've experienced going up, they're going to stay high. That, that, that's a very inflation good... is coming down. Yeah. It's not these prices are going to fall. That, that's the thing. There's, there's no, this is the thing. There is no let up anytime soon. And as, you, and as you point out, I mean, the things that people on lowest incomes are paying, the large percentage of income on, uh, like basic foodstuffs, basic foodstuffs have gone up by, what is it, something like 16%, according to the latest report um the stuff that everyone buys you know not the luxury goods and and again and energy prices are more than double i mean m mine are sky high and i'm sitting there in my coat most of the day uh, so i have no idea what's going on there but that, it's really quite terrifying i mean people are facing a lot of problems what do you make of the situation with british gas um because british gas exposed in the times and this has been talked about before about the the the, the force fitting the use of what uh, court warrants for prepayment meters we know that's like 99 percent of uh, applications for uh, a prepayment payment meter to be basically foisted on somebody without their consent uh, are granted by the courts so basically they go and get they get you know these these guys who go in they sometimes have to break down the door or they say court warrant you have to let us in they fit a prepayment meter at that point someone a is going to be paying more for their energy because these cost more uh, but also uh, they can basically cut the energy off if you don't have money to put in the meter you don't have heating and light. Now, we, we are look, they've got a whistleblower in, in, on video showing going into homes where there are clearly young children in the home, there are toys everywhere, where a home of someone with got a disabled adult child where they've got a hoist uh, and they've got a, a, you know, a wheelchair there, um, going to the homes of other vulnerable people. I mean, I want people to pay their bills. I don't want people making you know, wrong decisions. Everyone needs to pay their fair share. But... I, I don't want to live in a country. We're not a civilized first world country. If if someone with a, new, with a newborn baby or someone with a disability or someone elderly genuinely can't put the heating on and the lighting on in January or February, I mean, we can't live in a country like that, surely. Well, we do, and it makes a, makes a bit of a mockery, doesn't it, of those cosy British gas adverts in which they look after your home as a planet all of that stuff. This is pretty predatory behavior on the part of this major company that of course um, is a profitable company. It's not one that itself struggling and it's turning the difficulties it's having into difficulties for the hardest hit uh, customers, the most vulnerable ones, the ones on the lowest income. And it's all very well to say, as you do, people must pay their bills. But if your bills are higher than your income, effectively, um, so you have no spare cash. We know that many people are choosing whether to heat or eat at the moment. We know that for many uh, parents on these very low incomes, they're, they're feeding their children but not feeding themselves because they can't afford to do both, then getting them effectively to cut themselves off to say, no, we're not cutting off your energy, this is effectively what British Gas yeah. is doing, you are, is just cruel. And I don't think that any uh, company that has a license from, uh, the, from the government, all these... Should be able to do that. Should be Here's the thing, though. I, if I see one more report on my telly of a, of an interview with somebody saying, I often have to go without food because I can't afford to feed my kids and me and keep the lights on. And the person who is saying that is the size of a house.
And I'm telling you, I've, I've yet, I, I'm always amazed, BBC and Sky do this I, all the time, I've yet to see an interview with anybody saying this who's not the size of a house. And I'm always thinking, you could probably do with missing a few meals. I mean, you're clearly, I'm Julia, seriously, where are these people? Julia, the reason people get obese is because they're eating such a terrible diet. But you're still and, able to afford food. No, no, but, but, well, I don't know whether you've ever tried living on a very low income. I have, uh, yes. And, uh, and... It is difficult. And I was really skinny. Some, you were obviously somebody with an education who had the resources, possibly the background, to get out of it. Many people find oh, no, that. I'm, really no, I knew it wasn't going to be. And, I, no, and I, me, listen. Just, no, listen, Michael. Blame, I completely, I completely understand. Listen, if you're living a terrible life, I, the urge to go and have, I, I'm, I'm the same. I'd rather just have a plate of chips than have broccoli on any day of the week. I've got no issue with that. I'm just saying, when someone says, I can't afford to eat food myself, and they're the size of a house, I'm just saying that it doesn't look very convincing people are making my, some poor my, choices and my my answer would be let's not blame the victims in this situation you're not a victim if you're fat you're not well i i don't wish to comment okay. on individual on individual people's you're... circumstances you may say that julie but okay. it, it, effectively what you're saying is that what what uh what you are witnessing and obviously you don't know the circumstances when you see them on the television okay. is you are blaming the victim you're saying your circumstances are your own fault if not you are blaming them i'm questioning when someone says when they're very overweight they like can't afford them, to Julia, eat and, well but again but that's think, a lefty that's a lefty trope oh it's victim no, blaming it's not. i'm simply no, saying when someone says i can't trope, afford to eat and they're the size of a house i legitimately say i'm not sure the facts stack up but look let's go back up let's go back to let's go back to you know, what is going on with people being able to actually heat their homes um, stats out latest figures out from shell major major uh, oil and oil company breaking news shell profits have increased by wait for it everybody 53 percent in 2022 their their profits went up by 53 percent more than half to 84.3 billion dollars that's just over 68 billion pounds due of course to soaring oil prices now they're not making all that money from us that's around the world and we know it's the it's the oil producers who are making the money more than the suppliers to us in our homes because um they they there are caps and there are various other issues um this is the thing that people are angry about they are really struggling We've got all these reasons why in Ukraine war lockdowns and the like uh, that we are seeing this. These companies are profiting off of our hardship, aren't they? Well, precisely. So if you're ever wondering um, where these huge energy bills that you're now paying, what's where that money is going? As you say, although you pay it directly to your retailer of energy, um, uh, the British gases of this world, actually where that money is going is straight through those companies to the uh, to the gas companies who are raking these enormous profits now because we are paying these high prices that's where they're getting their profits from and obviously people all around the world and the reason for that is nothing they've done they've not earned these profits by investing or by doing anything it's simply because the war in ukraine has raised uh, uh, gas prices globally and all these companies wherever they produce their gas from they all take the global price for it and so yes these companies are making enormous profits and that is now why we do have a windfall tax if you remember lots of people i don't know whether what your view on it uh, was at the time julie but lots of people were trying to resist the, the windfall tax on the grounds that 
these companies needed this money to invest or whatever they're not investing it they're putting most of it back to their shareholders because they're not really sure what to do with uh, all this money and of course the tax isn't 100 percent. so even though they are taxed at a higher rate they are still raking in a lot more money and where is that money coming from it's coming from consumers that's you and me and people all around the world and it does seem I think to most people just a not a very sensible let alone a fair system in which given uh, a, a war which nobody wanted uh, and which is not a responsibility of anybody uh, who is a consumer or indeed for the gas companies themselves not their responsibility but because of that they're making these windfall taxes windfall profits and although some of it is taxed they're keeping most of it and I just don't think that's fair and I think most people don't think that's fair and personally I think the windfall tax could easily be close to 100% because these are just profits that they didn't earn and we're paying them that's where yeah. the money's yeah, coming that, from that, that, that's it. that is around it. the world Michael Jacobs really good to talk to you uh, Professor Political Economy, also a former advisor to Gordon Brown.